What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Sith Council, Big Thing Sith Council. It is Wednesday, and normally we have the uh, entire crew on. Wasn't able to do it today. I'll explain more of that once we get to the actual show itself. But on the show today, Damon Lindelof is gone, leaving the project that he was apparently attached to, developing, going to be more part of, and now he's leaving. After comments that he just made a South by just last week not too surprising to hear this and also not surprising because it seems to be an ongoing problem at lucasfilm the bad batch they had episode 14 air they got a two-parter coming out next month the series has been pretty good so far so why aren't more people talking about it speaking of more people talking about it the mandalorian has had four solid episodes thus far and there doesn't seem to be as much buzz as previous seasons again why is that is it a star wars thing We'll talk about that, and we'll get into it, and what we thought about the episode in general. There's a lot of great things that happened inside of this past episode, and a very, very familiar actor from Star Wars had made his triumphant return, so we'll get into that and more. The Daniels, you know him from everything, everywhere, all at once, just won an Oscar, and now they're going to be doing Skeleton Crew, a full episode. So there's all of that and more, and I'm going to be taking questions from you guys on Sith Council here today. So thanks for joining me on the show. And if you haven't been here before, do me a favor, show a little bit. Just announce. 100,000. We're trying to get there. We're almost there. we got to do it by the end of the year. We're at 71. We can get there. We need you guys to help us out. So go ahead and do it. Sith Council, man, I got a hoodie on right now. T Public's got a sale going on right now. You guys can get Sith Council. Get it. Get it, get it. Get yourself one of those. If you can get it in time, you can get one before you get to a Star Wars Celebration. Flash it, man. Do what you got to do. Um, Patreon.com slash The Big Thing Show. Do not forget about the website, everybody. The website, this Friday, we have an, uh, an event coming up that we're going to be having everybody on the stream talking about what's going on, the future of uh, the live shows and everything in general. So join us. But... That's the Sith Council. Here we go. Big thing. Let's do it. I'm ready. You're ready. Come on. I can feel your anger. It gives you focus. Makes you stronger. Welcome back, everybody, to Big Thing Sith Council. It's me, Christian Harloff. Thank you. Obviously, Spotify. An Apple Podcast, you could be listening to this right now. Could be exactly how you're listening to this. So you could be watching it on the YouTubes. So where's the council? Where are they, man? Where's Mike? Where's Steph? Mike, sometimes we, we're used to Mike sometimes not being here. He's got to work. This thing, but Steph's always here. What happened? Well, it's the same reason why initially we were supposed to do this big um, kind of big party on Friday. We were going to have everybody in the room. We're going to have this whole big thing. We're still doing an event on um on friday but unfortunately it's got to be uh virtual and you guys know how much i love virtual but we are doing it for the launch and everything too and we're excited to kind of still we even haven't had any uh, the entire big thing crew together so it's still gonna be a lot of fun but the reason why is that um someone in my house got sick um and you know i'm not but you never know and you want to protect people. And then someone else on the crew got sick outside, someone who wasn't even here at all. Got sick on their on their own. So they can't come in. So even, you know, you get to a place where you're like, oh, okay, man, everybody's getting uh everybody's getting healthy again. Oh, wrench. Wrench in the it's another reason for people who are who've been watching the channel wondering where my Dungeons and Dragons reaction were, missed the screening to it, wondering where my uh air out of the theater was, missed the screening to it, had some event I had to go tomorrow. It's a thing. Whatever. What are you going to do? So yesterday on my stream, if you um, if you saw me on the stream and I was a little, I don't know, on edge, now you know why. Um, but I stayed up last night and I watched The the Mandalorian. And again, normally on Sith Council, we do, we'll do like a full Mandalorian spoiler discussion. But I already did my spoiler review, and it's just me again, so I'm not going to do it again. You want to watch my spoiler thoughts, you can check it out. It's it's up on the channel right now. And again, the spoiler discussion is to really get what Mike and Steph are, and kind of get the, the thought process going. But what I will say again from the show is 
I saw a lot of people saying how much they really loved the episode, and I really liked the episode a lot. I got a really, really silly comment from somebody too, and and it's kind of was actually addressed by somebody else in the comments in the questions today too. Um, I agree with people that you know hate comments are are, are the worst. Like you know of everybody, the just the negativity and people just being horrible to each other. That's the worst. But not liking someone's comments because they're not as positive and don't find all of the positive that you do and making them feel bad for it is getting just as bad. So I I stand by for what I said on this episode. I thought that the episode was a good episode, but I thought it could have benefited for 15 more minutes. And I still I still do. I think that with the writing of it, there could have been a little bit more, I think, um, a little bit more detail. I think that we are getting an idea more so now really what the story is about to be it's it's Bo-Katan and being able to get her um people together all signs of it and it's it's Din and and Grogu kind of help her show the way and it's her learning all sides of the Mandalorian uh, and it's also Grogu coming into his own and becoming a Mandalorian and it's and it's the history and all that and then leading into kind of restoring Mandalore and probably getting their revenge against Moff Gideon and and I like that story and I think it, it's working well but it needed it needed a little more time. It was like twenty six minutes, um, and I said as much. And I got this comment from this guy saying you know, along the lines of, uh, and there were a lot of great comments too, by the way. People who are just very positive on either the show or talking about the the review, anything in general. But going into these things, why do Star Wars fans just have to complain? And that's why you don't get into bed. But what are you talking about? I literally said that I liked the episode. It was a good episode. Could have been longer. Could have been longer. There are things I like to see, like the things that I'll tell you the things that I love, and I'll tell you the things I had an issue with. I love that. And again, this is a spoiler. So if you haven't this part of it, so if you haven't seen last night's episode, you know, make sure you uh, you steer clear of this particular conversation. But all right, you've been warned. So they they show who saved um, Grogu. I think it was amazing that they had Ahmed Best back. I think it was such a nice moment for him. And a nice moment for them to say, like, look, we, we know that all the crap that you went through for years. And not only do you get to come back and be a Jedi, you get to save Grogu. And you get to be the reason that this show actually exists. It's amazing. So I loved all of that. And I said inside of my review, the only thing I kind of, you know, I was bummed. Not for a split second because I was like, oh, it would have been cool if they had Quinlan Voss. That doesn't mean I'm saying, like, uh, oh, bad choice. And it was a good choice, what they did. It's fun. And then people started making more sense about what it was. Um, I said that, well, who were those people that were, like, protecting them? Why, why aren't they fighting against the why, why aren't they fighting against the Jedi? When, when, and they said, well, those are Naboo soldiers. That makes sense. I get it. Um, but either way, I thought the episode was, was pretty damn good. Uh, and it had, it had, it really, well, as, as, as I said in, inside of yesterday's episode, or, or excuse me, this morning spoiler was that it really is about understanding where this whole culture of Mandalorians is going and how I think they're going to have to live as one. The people who don't believe in the way, the people who, you know, have kind of, because they, they've already, Established that they can, Bo and Din and Grogu have found this portion. This is this is who they, they know. This is Din's family, so they're going to be able to recruit them first. Then they got to go and they got to recruit the other side, and then they got to retake Mandalore. At least that's what I think or hope. Seems like that's where it's going to go, and then they got to incorporate how it's going to work with um with what we saw with Pershing the, and and the cloning, and it seems like Katy Perry. Katy Perry. Yeah, Katy Perry's in the show now. Katie O'Brien's character is working for um, Moff Gideon. So there's a lot, I think there's a lot of good stuff that's going on. I just, I still think um, that there should have been maybe, you know, combination of episode one and episode two. Could have been one long episode because it essentially tells the same story. Episode three, I think maybe even you, because what I had said this morning, I don't necessarily, I mean, sometimes I'll push back a little bit on this, but I kind of agree with what this person said, and that was, I said that I think intercutting 
with this episode that just aired with last episode might have made it flow inside of a Mandalorian type episode. And someone made a point. They said, look, sometimes intercutting is, I mean, well, they didn't say it as nice, but intercutting can be jarring and doesn't work. Well, sometimes it works very well. But I don't necessarily disagree with you that it might not have worked in this situation. However, I think what could have worked maybe, because the conversation I had was talking to Riley about it, and we talked about, because people use that example, right, of, um, of Boba Fett. When Mandalorian shows up in Boba Fett, and it's, a, and it's a Mandalorian episode in the butcher shop. Now, you know, when he shows up, it's, it's, it's his episode. And I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, that it just starts with him from the, from the beginning. You don't get any Boba Fett up top. I don't think. I haven't seen the episode in a while, but I don't think. You guys, again, tell me if I'm, if I'm wrong. But I, I, and, and I think that it's just whether or not you go, what the hell is that doing in Boba Fett? Sure. But if, it's, if it seems like there's two different, epi- two different shows going on at the same time, that's what was jarring. So my, my thought process after reading those comments and thinking about it was maybe even have just done Pershing and Katie O'Brien's ca- character, I forget what her name is, the character itself, um, and they just do a full episode from where it starts with Pershing in Coruscant. Don't do the bow and Mando stuff at all. The full episode, episode three, is just Coruscant. What we got, and let people complain about it. Like, oh, what the hell? There was no, there was no bow. There was no. It was because it, it it pertained to the story, right? And then the stuff that they did have that 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 fight when her castle blows up and they go and they they show up to the to the Mandalorian cave. You put all that stuff in this episode, and then you got yourself another. Four, you have now you have two forty five minutes, like close to. Yeah, because last, last week was like 52 minutes. You have to go like, two 45-minute episodes. Um, I'm very curious to hear what you guys think about it. What do you think in general? Well, you like the length. I think the length plays plays well. Um, yeah, and again, people who, it's like, the, the, there's definitely, definitely a reason for, the, for one of the reasons that they, they're cutting back on time is cost. And so, oh, are you kidding? It's not cost. You look at all the CGI in there. Yeah, exactly. More CGI for another fifteen minutes. See how much more expensive that is. So the thirty-five or thirty or twenty-six minutes that they had, they CGI the hell out of it. It was really expensive. Fifteen more minutes of CGI, even more expensive. So, but I'm I'm digging where we're going so far. But I'm curious. You know, you see you, you see a lot of people just. A lot of back and forth, but I think that the main thing people are really talking about, and I think rightfully so, is Ahmed Best. To have him back in the way that he did, because now people are going to be thinking about that. And and he was able to and he was able to do that. He was able to and, and he and he looked good doing it. He, he's I mean, that movie was what, twenty some odd years ago, whatever it was. Twenty three years? It was in ninety nine? Ninety I can't remember. Ninety eight, ninety nine, Phantom Menace. And he Looks like he's twenty five years old. It's amazing, um, and I was I was really I was very happy for him. I've never met Ahmed Best, but I've only heard incredible things about him. So good on him. I'm glad that that happened. What do you guys think of the episode? Did you like it? Go ahead, tell me. I want to know. All right, let's get to this. All right, it's from Grant Davis over at Star Wars Newsnet. Lucasfilm's latest Star Wars production has a hit a new snag. Damon Lindelof and Justin Britt Gibson have left the project right ahead of the film's official announcement at Star Wars Celebration. There is some good news, however. The film's director is staying attached to the project, while at least one new writer has been selected to revise the draft written by Lindelof and and Britt Gibson. And production is set to begin early next year. Jeff Snyder himself says that Damon Lindelof and Gibson decided to exit their Star Wars project in the middle of February after delivering the first draft of the screenplay. Though the film director's and production timeline is otherwise unaffected, a new writer or writers will be taking over. The replacement writers were already initially circling the project as Lindelof and Gibson were on their way out, and the director remains on the film. The report comes from Snyder, who broke the rumors about the project from the beginning and covered multiple news updates on it over the months. Snyder indicated that despite the setback, the production timeline will remain the same and that the title and basic premise will be discussed next month at Star Wars Celebration in Europe. Okay. So here's the thing. Again, people saying when they when they hear this report, 
they go, oh, this is this is stand. This is what happens. This is what happens in uh, in in Hollywood. They hire on on screenwriters, and then after they hire them on, then if it doesn't go through the first, uh, they don't like the first draft, or they hi- just hired them on for the first draft, they move on, and then they bring in other people. That is true. That is true. I can tell you from working at at at, at when I was working at Warner Brothers, working for Silver Pictures, they had drafts and they had people who submitted draft one, submitted draft two. Okay, they're off on draft two. We're bringing in new writers for draft three and draft four. It, it happens all of the time. However, we're also in a very different time now where Damon Lindelof is a bigger name than just a, and, and nothing against screenwriters. A lot of screenwriters are t- very talented screenwriters out there. But Lindelof is also whether it's Watchmen or Leftovers or, or all these different shows and things that he has done, he carries a bigger name and idea of what his involvement will be. And it seemed like he was going to be part of a longer run than just submitting a draft and then, oh, yeah, I wrote a draft and then I'm out. And the problem also with that is they didn't even, even they didn't officially announce Lindelof and it was scooped, as you saw, by Snyder. It was pretty much confirmed. He started talking about it that he was doing, and he wasn't. And he wasn't the way that he talked about it was as if he was going to be on for a while. And then the comments that came out of South by were along the lines of, "Well, it was difficult to write. I'm not sure how whatever his particular words were that he just wasn't. It wasn't. It was harder than he thought. Or and I don't know if that necessarily means from notes or whatever that he was getting or whatever it was. He said, "Well, we'll leave it leave it at that." So they both left the project. The problem is that high-profile names keep leaving the project. And it's like, oh, once this excitement, the biggest, I, I think that Lindelof had the most excitement, positive excitement. So and I know not everybody. There's a lot of people who I've, I've seen comments of people who aren't fans of Lindelof, and that's fine. But I've seen the most positive response off of his involvement than a lot of different people that have been attached to projects. But now, once again, he's gone. Now, the question is why? Was he just hired on for the first run of the script? And if that's the case, well, then that's what he was involved to do, and that's it. But that doesn't seem to be the case. It seems to be that he was involved in it for a bit, wrote a couple of things, got a couple of notes. That he, every time he tried to put something in there, he got more notes. Now, I'm also going to say this. You could do, you could wind up getting some notes down the line or notes or, or inside information down the line that maybe he was trying to do stuff outside of the Star Wars box and people inside of the box, like people who knew whether it's a Dave Filoni, uh, uh, Pablo Hidalgo, whoever, like you, you can't do this because it goes so outside of, the canon, it goes that we've been in this position before and we can't go down that direction anymore. This isn't really working for what Star Wars is. And then he's like, well, I, this is too hard for me. I got to get the hell out of here. And it might have been for the best. It's very possible. But it's just one of those things again where it's like every single time someone comes in with a name, a creator, Feige and Patty Jenkins and... You know, Lord and Miller and Josh Trank and uh, Benioff and Weiss. And it's like one after the next. Like, see you later. Bye. Like, that's, is a Sean Levy thing even going to happen? Oh, there was another, there, was, there were a few other ones that, that yeah, that, it, it was developed and gone. Um, And I don't know, like, what is, I think it's, it really is going to be, there, there's absolutely a way to turn this all around too, by the way. If it turns out that this idea, whatever the idea might be, that they announce at Star Wars Celebration, and they announce whoever is writing it and taking Lindelof's place, and they talk in in excitement of what it's going to be, if they can get all facets of the Star Wars fandom, which is definitely not easy to do, but if they get all facets to go, well, that sounds really interesting. That sounds fun. Interesting. That's what what they're going to do? Huh. But if they start to go to a place that just seems like the same old, same old, the stuff that they've been doing, throwing anything against the wall with no real plan, it's it's not working out for them. And I think that they, I mean, we've been saying this forever on this show, and they need a new battle plan. 
The plan is not working right now. And it clearly isn't working with either directors and producers and all these other people too. Um, what do you guys think? You think this is just typical Hollywood stuff and it's the way that the process works and kind of assume that Lindelof wouldn't be involved in it? Or is it just the same kind of repeating vicious circle, if you will, that's happening at Lucasfilm? Let me know what you think. All right, before we move on, we're going to get to uh, Bad Batch and we're going to get to, um, I want to talk about the the Daniels and then we'll get into your questions. But before we do it, I got to tell you about our sponsors for the show today, Sunday and Athletic Greens. Spring is around the corner, and I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it for a lot of different reasons, but Sunday is back, not the day. The peeps who bring you great lawn care, I've talked about them before. People have used them for my show before and have raved about them before, and I'm glad that they are back. I love it when it starts to warm up here. You know, we're getting a lot of rain, a lot of cold. It's starting to warm up. going to be great. I'm going to be in the yard a lot, hanging out with the kids, and we're doing a lot of garden stuff over here. It's one of the greatest parts of spring. Sunday's lawn care, it makes it easier to enjoy. It's great. Spring's here. Days are longer. Flowers are blooming. And we can just spend outside in the yard with the kids doing some stuff and making the season even better is Sunday lawn care. It's everything that you need to get the lawn that you dreamed of. Sunday is everything you need to get the lawn that you dreamed of. So this spring, go to getsunday.com slash big thing enter your address to get a customized plan created just for your lawn you just need a hose to apply sunday you can fertilize your whole lawn in less time than it takes to watch an episode of your favorite tv show that's it and they only use ingredients that you can feel good about there's no harsh chemicals there's no long waiting periods or trying to keep your kids and pets off the lawn you just apply it you let it dry and you're good Sunday is offering our listeners 20% off. It's a full season plan. It starts at 109 bucks, but you can get 20% off when you visit getsunday.com slash big thing at checkout. You're going to get 20% off custom plan getsunday.com slash big thing. Getsunday.com slash big thing. I'm telling you, man, you will love this. You help yourself out. You help the show out. You'll enjoy it, and your lawn will look beautiful. AG1, baby. Athletic Greens. You guys know it. I talk about it all the time. We love them. We're so glad that they are a sponsor. So happy to have them. I take AG1 by Athletic Greens every single day. I gave it a try, honestly, because Brett was raving about it. And then I did it and got the whole crew on it. And I've talked about it many times over. Did you watch that Katie Sackhoff interview? She raved about it. Why? Because I take it in the morning. I put it in a, um, a water bottle. I shake it up. It just makes me feel good. It gives me that energy. I'm ready to go. It's amazing because I'm not a big uh, supplements and vitamins guy. I've told you that many times over. So they just take everything. They put it in one delicious scoop. You put it in the water, you shake it up. And why would you want to take a bunch of different things? You can just take one scoop of powder and water once a day. Done. Not a big vitamins guy. Not all these different supplements. You got to take multiple in order to, finally, I did it. Why? Why would you take a bunch of different things when you can just mix one scoop of powder in water once a day? That's it. AG1 was designed with ease in mind so you can live healthier and better without having to do a lot. So for me, it's it's just the all-in-one formula. So easy, and it just it's delivered to me every month. It's been very easy to make it a daily habit. And I have all these side traveling packs, too, but the live shows coming up are going to be crucial. So if you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. you got to go to athleticgreens.com slash big thing athleticgreens.com slash big thing. Check it out. Thank you to our friends over at Sunday and Athletic Greens. Once again, people always ask all the time how they can support the channel, how they can support uh, us in general. You can support yourself and help yourself by getting one of these sponsors that you think is right for you. Use that promo code. That helps. That keeps them back on the show, and it continues us being able to do more shows and fun stuff like this. All right, let's move. To, I want to get to this story about the Daniels first, and then we'll cover um, Bad Batch. All right, this is a good story for Star Wars. Um, and this is from Sidney Watsik over at Star Wars Newsnet. In the aftermath of the success of their film, which earned seven Academy Awards, Best Director and Best Picture this month, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Schoen, commonly referred to as the Daniels, 
are rumored to be directing an episode of Skeleton Crew, according to sources over at One Take News. When asked about the rumor, Lucasfilm declined to comment. A representative of the Daniels did not immediately respond for comment. Now with an update, Daniel Kwan has now confirmed via Instagram that they are indeed directing an episode of the John Watts captioned, uh, captained series. He also went on to explain that they were approached before everything everywhere all at once even came out. So there you go. Um, this is a good move. This is a good move. And I think that it's smart. And look, even they, they got him beforehand. And it's also John Watts working with, um, I've, I've mentioned this many times over. If you have not seen the old man on Hulu or FX, whatever, fantastic. He directs the first two really, really well done. And I'm excited to see what John Watts is going to bring to the Skeleton Crew. And I think that we're going to get more excited for Skeleton Crew after we see Ahsoka because there's, I think there's going to be things and the overall idea. Now there's more of the kind of confirmation from like Dave Filoni and, and they talked about like the crossover event and the, the, and what I mean by confirmation, they asked them something along the lines is, is there going to be this big crossover event with everything? He's like, yeah, this kind of has to be right. And that kind of means that yes, there, there, there will be. And, I think that they start to set that up. I think they even set it up a little bit in Mandalorian. They start to set it up big in Ahsoka, and then they started up having even bigger and leading into giving you more of a reason to watch with Skeleton Crew. And I think that that's what we're going to wind up setting up with Thrawn and these unknown regions and all that stuff. And to have these guys doing it, to put their stamp on it, it's going to be a smart move, a good move. It also get the, the buzz going, the headlines going, and it's... Um, yeah, I think it's going to end. Also, look fantastic. So I'm curious what they're going to do and how they're going to play it. But Skeleton Crew is a show I'm definitely looking forward to more so than I was originally because I, in, in the same way, and I think that I've, I've kind of learned my lesson when it's come to like you look at uh, Andor. I remember when all the shows were announced back in the day, we were talking about them, and I was like, and to me, Andor was the one I was least excited about. And I, and I, there's no doubt about it. Mandalorian included, Andor's hands down the best written Star Wars television show and probably the best written Star Wars material since the original trilogy. Um, you know, just script-wise and character-wise and development-wise. That's kind of was what was my point in earlier in the show. It was just, there's just, those episodes are close to 45 minutes to 50 minutes, whatever it is, and it's just so much detail inside of each piece of dialogue, monologue, conversation, all these things that they had. So, I think that you could get something like that in Skeleton Crew. And as I said, I wasn't, it, when it was first announced, I was like, oh, I don't know. But then he met John Watts. And then hearing John Watts' take on it in the the idea that it's going to be like kind of a Stranger Things, but there'll be some serious moments like the Clone Wars is what he said. And so I'm pumped for that show, man. I think it's going to be, I think it'll be really good. And I'm looking forward to it, especially, you know, Jude Law. It's gonna, it should be all right. What do you guys think? Let me know. Are you, do you think putting the Daniels is a good move for this? I think obviously the answer is going to be yes, but if not, tell me why. Tell me what you think. All right, before we get to your questions, Bad Batch, man, they hit number 14. The crew is moving forward. They're all getting, kind of getting back together. They're really, the fact, I it's like this almost tragic thing that's happening, right? They're all, they're like getting domesticated, living on this, this nice island and, and all this happened and the big flood happens and it's a, it's, I don't know. It, it was, it was, it, you're like, Oh, these guys just can't have anything nice. They got to get sucked back into it. But I think this is the calm before the storm kind of getting into the, the final, the final episodes of this season. I think we'll probably, I don't know if we're going to lose anybody. I don't know if we will or, or we won't. Um, but I do think that it, the show has been, like the, at least the last like five, six episodes have been pretty damn good. And I don't think a lot of people are talking about it. And I'm not necessarily excited about the show a lot, but I can, I can say that I think that it's, a really, it's been really good the last few episodes. And, um, and I think that I want to see how it ends and how it's going to play into potentially another season, which is what I would assume. But how are the, I'm so curious, like how the ratings are, like what the metrics are for the ratings for like a show like this, like the ratings to the metrics for something like Mandalorian is so dramatically di different than obviously this because it's a, a way more way more people you you want watching Mandalorian and and it's kind of more of a, a niche number I think you need to hit, especially again for costs and all those types of things. But what 
justifies another season, right? Or do they are they even planning on doing another season? Do they do another animated series altogether? Do they play with uh, Tales of the Jedi? Do they play with Tales of the Sith? I don't I don't know. Curious, but this uh, right now with the with the clones kind of all back together and now obviously going to go have to um, save Crosshair and all that. I, I I'm very I'm very interested to see how how it ends, but. Thoughts for you guys? Do you like it? Are you liking the series? Have you gone back to it? Did you start it in the first place? Did you start season one? If you started season one, did you start season two? You're one of these people who just wind up really loving season two more than season one. Go ahead and tell me exactly what you thought. Let's get the conversation going. And speaking of the conversation, you guys have submitted a bunch of questions. And thank you so much for doing so. We're going to get to your, your questions right now. All right, let's get to your questions. You guys submitted a bunch of questions. Thank you so much for doing so. I really appreciate it. Some really great ones here. Thank you to everybody who submitted. And let's get to it. Robert Rhodes, 5816. What is the honest future of Star Wars? Numbers for Mando and Andor were low or down, regardless of one's opinion on whether they were good or not. For myself, it is hard to feel hyped or excited for this franchise. I mean, look, I, I, I can understand. I will say, though, the way that you have to look at streaming, I will say, is different from, say, theater. Um, because you look at something like Shazam, right? Shazam comes out, it does $30 million opening weekend. It's not going to do any better than that. It's not going to have a miraculous kind of turnaround. Um, it's not going to make another $50 million next weekend and 70 the following weekend. It just doesn't happen, especially with all the um, competition it's got out there. Streaming is very different. Streaming, you look at something like Andor, which when people first saw it, and said, I don't know, well, I'm subscribed to Disney+, Plus, but I haven't checked it out. And more people start talking about it, and then people start looking at it. The initial reaction, the initial uh, ratings when it first came out, no, they weren't the, they weren't as big as, say, Mandalorian Season 1 and Season 2. But I'd love to see what, the, what it is now as far as they never they don't release they always release the numbers for what like the same way they do for like a theater release like what is what was it the first initial run when it was out not afterwards on demand because that's when a lot of these streaming things do well look at something look at these i mean hell man battlestar galactica still does well on streaming so it's like it the question is sopranos still does very well on streaming so that's harder to say as far as the people, when they see it, when they watch it. It is more of a, when are they going to get their movie division in line? Because that's going to help scratch the back of these other shows. Because you look at Marvel and Marvel's ratings and the things that they, they do, regardless of what you think a lot of the shows, the reason why it's because it's all concurrent with, with everything that's going on inside of the movies as well. And they're they're missing the movies. Now, I don't miss them as much because I think that they need a plan before they just start throwing movies out there. And that's why I'm not really worried about it because I, I'm looking like to me, Acolyte, Ahsoka, that's the type of stuff I'm really looking forward to seeing. Um, I would like to make sure that when they're doing these shows, like you get better writing than what you got in like Obi-Wan. But like I said, there's tons of stuff that's going to be out there for everyone. Now, if you're not excited for it, then you're not excited for it. And there's tons of other things. And I also think there's a reason why, bringing up comic book movies also, there's a reason why Avatar did so well. There's a reason so that um, that Tom, that uh, freaking Top Gun did so well, that John Wick's going to do so well. Because it's, I think that people are not necessarily just exhausted from, they want more options. And I think that movie, the comic book movies and Star Wars content and all that is going to take a little bit of a hit plus there's so much out there now too um and the quality needs to get a little better it's not it's not as solid like uh, to me andor was super solid i'm really enjoying mandalorian right? i'm very curious and confused as to why mandalorian the premiere of mandalorian didn't do as well as the other ones um because it ended because season two ended so big so I don't know. I mean, I think it may be because of a lot of other, the, maybe Boba Fett was subpar. Maybe, again, there's just so much other things people could watch. But it's a great question. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Galaxy Geeks Luke, do you think the reason the Star Wars shows aren't trending like they used to is due to the fact that with no movies coming out, the mass audiences aren't being pushed back to the new Star Wars shows? Yeah, it's kind of what I, what I had just mentioned. Yeah, I absolutely think that has something to do with it, for sure. For sure it does. Um because it's not as much in the 
pop culture zeitgeist as as say like Marvel or even DC or anything is too. I'm curious, to like say how like a show like the Batman will uh, or the Penguin will do off of the Batman, you know. Um, but I do think that it needs it. And there's also even when the if the core audience isn't super excited, it doesn't push out to the casual audience as much. The core audience, if they're really excited, then it pushes out, and then the casuals start to either create hardcore fans, or they just, or it becomes more of an event, like something like Infinity War or Endgame. Casual, uh, hardcore fans were super excited, and everything that was going on to the Marvel with those first three phases, and then it just kind of stretched out, and it became like this big, massive thing. And and Star Wars right now is, I think, it, I think it scratches the itch for like the hardcore fan that wants the Star Wars content for sure. But overall, yeah, I think there's a lot of people who aren't happy with the direction that it's just been put in at the moment, um, which is a bummer. But I, I, I think they're in a stretch right now with their TV. That t- that TV is you're going to get the like Mandalorian to me is I think it's going to end up really well. I've really been enjoying the season so far. I think that everything that they've gone on with Ahsoka and Skeleton Crew, this big event, I think that's going to get people hyped and i think it'll be pretty quality and for me acolyte is the one and that's next year acolyte is the one that i'm looking forward to the most especially with the with the announcement 55 minute episodes i think there are eight episodes eight or ten at 55 minutes a piece like that's a perfect length to really dive in tell me what these characters are who they are give me some big i mean you don't have to have big action set pieces every single time yeah you do it star wars i don't think you do and i think andor proved it but we'll see uh, all right, next question. Thank you again for that one. Daniel2626. Hey, Christian, big fan of the show. Thank you. Have you noticed that there seems to be a lack of online buzz and chatter surrounding The Mandalorian this season? Given how popular the show has been until now, it's surprising to me that this has been the case, and recent reports suggest viewership has declined. What do you think the reasons are for this? I mean, I think, again, it's like all the, a lot of these are, you know, playing into the same conversation that we're, we're having, and I think that. I do think that it's a lot of stuff, and I think there's a lot of stuff on Disney Plus, and I think there's a lot of stuff in general. I think there's lack of movies, and um, and I think that there's and I and I think there's also, and this is another reason why I push back for people who say, oh, the thirty five minutes is a good time." I don't think it gives you enough time for for buzz on, on social media. Like there's, I think that you probably got a lot of buzz from the Ahmed Best thing, but there weren't any big massive moments that like water cooler type moments yet that people were talking about. Like, oh man, did you like the last of us? Did you see the episode of last of us? Did you see what happened? Did you say, Oh my God, did you watch that last night? They like every episode of Mandalorian for me so far has been, yeah, it was really good. And then like the thing that I would talk to like Mark Riley about, if I called him, I'd be like, Hey, that I met best thing was pretty cool. Right. And that's what we were talking about. So that was kind of like a buzz where the first episode I'm trying to think like what really stood out. I mean, it's great that um, like when they the, the seeing the the mythosaur and those things, but I'm talking about like stuff again, casual viewer type stuff to where you're going to get people chattering online about. Like, you can't always have Luke Skywalker in there the way you did. Like that's that was one of the biggest moments that they had. You can't always do that because it gets repetitive and it, and it gets lazy and it gets desperate. So you can't do that all the time. But having moments that you're talking about, like strong moments, but strong characters strong and strong story moments too not even not even characters that you know and music that you rem, that you remember and and, and all, not that stuff but stuff that like you have set up with characters that you're like okay this is going to happen and like again i think of last of us these story beats this is why i i i just think that <laughs> i just think a little more detail a little more detail and i think more people will, will would be paying attention to what's going on um Lego Movie Master Two Nineteen. If you were in charge of, uh, if you were out, if you were out in charge of Lucasfilm, what would you? What? What do you do? Oh, if you were in charge of Lucasfilm, what do you do? Hopefully, not hire and fire another director, please. No, um, I'm adapting. I'm adapting my books. If that's the case, I'm, adap- I'm adap- adapting the the Star Wars books that that the, the vast library that is out there, or video games. I'm. I would set a writer's room to get Knights of the Old Republic and the Old Republic in general and start to set stories and 
games and comics in that era and focus in on that era and put shows in there and create characters and movies around that era for sure. And I would bring authors. I would bring Claudia Gray into writer's room. I would bring James Lucino into writer's rooms. I would bring these... I would absolutely not ignore the library that we have, the Darth Bane trilogy, Darth Plagueis. Um, and again, you can turn these into um, protagonist stories if you if you needed to. If Disney gives you that note that we can't have bad guys leading, you could still do that within. And there's other things that you can do. You want to do it Obi-Wan season two? Then adapt the book that you have and change things around. You know, it's like, there. look at the vast amount of books that you have inside of this and and that that's what i would look at and because you that's that type of detail i think the and last of us kind of showed us that you can do that i don't know all right strong nerd 4638 hey christian is there any chance that with new leadership for star wars that we will get a new story new characters no more skywalker saga story or characters related to that era I think Star Wars is extremely stale and kind of needs the DC treatment of a reboot. Any thoughts? I think it definitely needs a reboot. And on my live stream, I think that what they need to uh, yesterday on the, the Christian Harloff and Friends channel where I do live streams, I said that this is what I think they should do. I think that they basically, Iger should do to Lucasfilm what Zasloff did to DC. Hire two people. Hire two people. One person to make all the business, you know, to be the business head and to, to have the meetings with, with, uh, with Iger and the bit, you know, the, the same thing that that Saffron is kind of doing, the producer side of it, right? And then get the head of creative, like a like a gun, to set the slates to know what what's going on as far as timelines and and where you want to go and and those types of things, a full plan. That that type of thing we've been saying way before. Warner Brothers did that. Like that's the type of thing that that Lucasfilm would absolutely benefit from because the, the because the one side of it, you the creative head could deal with not just the Star Wars stuff because Lucasfilm is bigger than just Star Wars. It's Indiana Jones. It's other things that they have, and have those creative heads putting together a plan and then have you know. I just think that that's something it absolutely does need as far as getting away from the Star Wars. I mean, excuse me, the Skywalker side of it i think that that's already what they've tried to do and they said that's where they're going to go away from i think go past episode nine but they're bringing in if they do bring in ray or anybody else too it still kind of ties into it because they're going to be scared because they don't want to lose any familiarity in general um but that's why i'm so excited about the acolyte because the acolyte is is like a hundred years or something before i can't remember i always forget how many years it is before episode one but it's 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 a while it's it, it's not going to connect it's the first one is really not going to connect at all and that's why i always say when like i just said before we're playing into that night seal republic and playing into that that time period and i and the rumor was that benioff and weiss were looking into that time period of how the first like jedi and sith for began if you treated that like like rome you know, like the, be the beginning of it and years and years and years of it through it and just spend the majority of time just building that out and got away from the, the Skywalkers and all that, like years and years and years before, the same way that House of the Dragon, you know, that type of stuff. That's what I wish um, that, they, that they would do inside of a reboot for sure. All right. Let's see. Uh, but I don't disagree that it, it is getting a little repetitive with the same time periods. And they did that in the comics for a long time, too. They kept putting everything in between, like, episode four and episode five. Oh, I did that one already. Sorry. Um, Nick Alexander, 7618. Do you think that Bo is really buying into The Way, or is she playing the long game? I think it's a little bit of both. I think she really is starting to buy into it. And I do think that she's because that I think her and the armor are, are forging a relationship, and I think that she's starting to see the respect that she's getting from this crew, and she's starting to you know she she was there basically just to survive and to kind of find a new purpose with Din and Grogu, and she definitely has a, an an affection for the for the two of them as well. But I do think she's buying into it. And I do think that she's going to use it to her advantage on both on both ways to kind of unite the clans, if you will, and then wind up taken back Mandalore. That's what I think. 
Noah Bunch 6178, do you feel exhausted from all the online chatter arguments about fandom as of late, especially with Star Wars? It seems like it only breeds disappointment and petty anger among fans. It's been exhausting to listen to. You like what you like. You don't like what you don't like. People act like the end of the world if their opinion doesn't line up with someone else's. Much love to the channel. Well, thank you, Noah. Yeah, I agree with you, man. It's like it's it, it is exhausting, but I don't think it's a new thing. I think it's been really happening since like 2016, 2017. It's um, it, it has become politicized in the the fandom. Each side uses it like it's either it's either pure hatred or self righteous, and it's all this stuff that is exhausting. I try not to get involved in it. I have been getting way again even even addressing comments and things too is something i don't really want to even do anymore i just wanted to have a fun trying to discuss positively you can have criticisms over the things that you like you can have criticisms over the things that you don't like if you do it in the right way that has always been a part of conversation and there are people who try to come in and say you know like oh if you like this it's because you're part of the system and you love everything that they do and then there's other people who say if you don't like this it's because you're part of the problem and all you're doing is complaining and blah blah and it's like or you like what you like like you just said no you like what you like i'll like what i like you don't like what you don't like and i'll do the same and if we agree we agree if we don't so be it but yeah it's 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 kind of nuts um all right i think there's a couple left louis r with lindelof leaving lucasfilm is in chaos more so than dc with celebration coming up what movies are left? Taika's movie? Star Wars movies are now irrelevant because the streaming shows have been organized and moving it forward. Okay, so a lot of that is correct. Um, TV's more organized. Yes. It's also easier to, not easier to produce, but it, you can get them out faster um, and you have more time to tell the story and all that. So yes, it, they definitely have way more of a plan than the films. No doubt about it. The Lindelof movie is not canceled. That's that's the one thing as you as you say, you know have in this in this one it says um, with celebration coming out what movies are left that movie's still being announced it's just not I I just Lindelof was the one that was everyone myself included was just putting his name attached to it as the I, I guess not showrunner but executive producer of it saying okay he's the one who's kind of putting this forward it's the Lindelof movie and it seemed like it was but from what some people are saying it was just a script and that was it. I, I can't imagine that's the kind of deal that he'd signed on to, but nonetheless, um, I think that they're going to announce that movie and what it's about. Still, they still have the director. She did a great job on, on Ms. Marvel. So um, I think that they're going to have that movie and I think they're going to announce Taika. And I think that they should not do that, but they will. I think that they will soon. And I think those you're going to, you're going to get, because Friday is when they open up celebration, not this Friday, but when 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 it happens. Friday is it next, is the, the two weeks from now, I think, and they open it up, and it's always the big announcements is the first panel, the main panel. So you're going to get all that news that's going to come out that because they also want to steal the headlines to get more people to start watching because I think they are live streaming because some people said they weren't live streaming, but now they are. I don't know. But yeah, I think that one of the reasons TV is doing so well is because there is a plan and there's no plan right now for movies and we have, we'll find out what the plan is in two weeks. Now, whether or not we like that plan, that's another question, but yeah, there's, there's, there's going to be a plan soon. We'll just see what the hell it is. Uh, Elsie deals 749. Elise, right? Elise deals. Hey, Christian, love the show. Thank you. And Yarft. Yarft. What do you guys think Grogu's official first words will be? I'm hoping for Dank Ferrick. I think it's going to be either, I think it'll be Din. I think it's going to be Din or Dada. Maybe. Depends on how old they, they kind of make him sound when he, but I, probably Din or Dada, I would assume. Could be. I think this is the uh, second to last one. Yumich Man 7. Would you view the sequel movies differently if the current and future shows fill in gaps and make it a cohesive story? I mean, I'd have, to, I'd be lying if I said no, because look at, um, Look at look at the first of all, I love Rogue One. I think Rogue One is going to be significantly better, and it's really great already. I think it's going to be significantly better when it plays as a series finale to Andor. So it's going to be significantly better. Then that's a that's a, already a good movie. So, and and then I will also say like I look at the prequels 
I, I've, I've said this recently too. The reason I, I look at the prequels, um, I actually enjoy the prequels a lot more now than I did years ago. I still think the writing is not fantastic, but I think the essence of Star Wars is absolutely there. The stories themselves are absolutely there. But Clone Wars and Rebels make both the original trilogy and the prequels significantly better um, because of the cohesive story. So I do think there's a way to do that. I think there's always going to be fans who are saying that they're that's the only thing they're trying to do to make sense out of the sequel trilogy because clearly they're setting up the cloning and all those types of things. And and if they can make it work and, it, and you know, you go back into watching the sequel trilogy and they are in, are heightened because of it and it actually makes sense a little bit more, I mean, yeah, why not? I think it's possible. I'm curious to see how they do it. All right. Seed 47 after today's episode of Mandalorian, do you think Grogu will get more armor as the show goes on? I hope so, but not as big. Like that, that plate that she gave him is almost bigger than his head. But I think, yeah, I think he'll get it. I think you're going to see him get his uh, helmet for sure. But you don't, you know, capture that guy's face or get rid of his face. I think, by the way, that Bo-Katan is going to make some rule that you can you can do. You know, once once she takes over, it's going to be a mixture of, hey, as the as kind of that the zealots were looked upon as, oh man, these lunatics who just won't take their masks off. I think they're going to all live together and understand that each other's thing. You, some people don't take their helmets off. Some people do. I think Mandalorian, the Mandalorians are going to be kind of pretty strong by the end of this thing. All right, and the last one, last one. Oh, no, that was it. Was that the last one, or is this the last one? This, no, that was it. Is that, am I right or am I wrong? There it is. Sorry. Go Giants 109. Nice. Do you think Star Wars and Lucasfilm will announce Season 2 of Tales of the Jedi at Star Wars Celebration? I really hope that they do because those six episodes are incredible. I would love more stories like that. I do think they're going to announce that. I do. They usually always announce some kind of animation or something. That I do think they'll announce it because I think that it, it went over really well with fans. I think there were shorter episodes. I'd like to. I mean, it would be great if they actually did Tales of the Sith. I don't think that they will, but Tales of the Jedi would be a season two. I think. It, I think it's. I think it's coming. I do. I think the announcement will come. I think it's going to be usually one one kind of. Um, animated announcement for sure all right guys listen we did it thank you guys for joining me here today appreciate it a lot of great questions and i really appreciate everybody who's always comments and make sure you click in those likes that helps tremendously if you didn't already please look into those two sponsors i said it's both sunday and athletic greens if you're able to check it out please do so and that's it i appreciate you head on over subscribe to us as you can We'll see you guys tomorrow and on Friday. Remember, don't forget the website. Join that website. We got a big event on Friday, and we have some announcements. So for me, you're you. We'll see you on the flip side. Sith Council, everybody. Peace out. I can feel your anger. It gives you focus. Makes you stronger.